You're listening to Andover Airwaves, which is produced by Andover Public Schools in Andover, Kansas. Hello and welcome to this episode of Andover Airwaves, our podcast about all things Andover Public Schools. I'm your host, Terry Rombeck. The Andover Central High School cheer team recently took fourth place at the National Cheerleaders Association's national competition in Dallas. They also won the Superior Showmanship Award. These are obviously big honors. And here to tell us about the details are Jaguar seniors Kaylee Zwiener and Cheyenne Brannon. Welcome. And as well as cheer coach Desiree Moreno. Welcome to all of you. Congratulations. Thank 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 you. you. So anyone who's been to a football game or a basketball game has a general idea of what cheerleaders do, I would hope. But I'm guessing a lot of people don't know there's a competitive side to this as well. So who, uh, who can kind of walk me through what that looks like and what competitive cheering is? Yeah. So um, uh, football games and stuff, you see us doing cheers and like rallying and that kind of stuff. And like competitive is more of like two minutes and 30 seconds. And that's all we get for one day. And then there's a second day normally. Um, for nationals at least. And then there's also the state competition, which are two different things. And what what are you doing in that two minutes and 30 seconds then? Um, So for nationals at least, our first minute was a cheer, which is what you would normally see on like the sidelines and stuff. And then the other minute and a half is like um, music with stunts, jumps, dance, sometimes tumbling. Gotcha. And Kaylee, what are some of the things you guys are are judged on? Um, Technique for sure. Um, also, just like the execution of the skills and also difficulty. Um, I think there may be a few others, but I know those, are, I think, are the top ones. Yeah, structure the routine is important. Showmanship's important. Um, basically, you want to look really happy and you want to make it look really easy. The division we went in for nationals was basically half game day. So the crowd, the stuff we were doing for che- the cheer was crowd leading. So and involve flags and signs and megaphones and things of that nature. And the second half was performance-based, which is why we have music and we're doing all these skills to music. So some people go compete and they only do game day stuff. Some people do all performance. Ours was kind of a mixture of both. So I assume that that you don't just show up at national competition uh, and, and compete. So how did you earn that spot? We go to an NCA-sponsored summer camp, and that is the same a company that runs this national competition. There are several that are run by different companies. And so when we're at camp, we have to do certain things that they ask of us and demonstrate certain skills. Uh, And then at that point, they can give us a bid to nationals so that we don't have to submit a video or something in order to be kind of like given permission. Uh, So just having your nationals bid allows you to then go compete. So you've known for a while then that you were going to get to compete then? Yes. This is something we talk about in advance. I am a firm believer in we can inspire people and encourage them to work hard, but if they don't really want to do it, then that's like us rolling a boulder up a hill. Mm -hmm. So this is something that they said that they wanted to do, and we were very frank with them about the level of work, time, energy, money that goes into doing (laughs) something like this. And they were all in. So that's why we did that this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you get down to Dallas for competition. What's the structure like? How long are you down there? And, and what's the what's it look like in terms of the schedule? So um, we left early Friday morning since it is um, 
I don't know how long the drive was, but it's a good amount. Um, got there, um, got to our hotel, and we got a big charter bus, which was really nice, really cool. Um, and then later that night, you can sign up for uh, warm-up times to warm up, just kind of get a feel because there's a practice room that you practice in before you go and compete on the actual mat. And so that kind of takes some time to get used to, especially like I've never been before. So that was kind of a new feeling and new surrounding that I wasn't familiar with. So to get familiar with that um, on Friday night and then um, go to bed, whatever. Oh, you went to the mall. Oh, yeah, we went to the mall. It's an important detail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then Saturday, we wake up, you get your time to go compete. Uh, then once again, you'll go back to that practice mat before on uh, during your warm-up time. And then you get that time and then you go compete. And it's basically the same thing over um, the next day. So that was Saturday we competed and then we'll compete again Sunday. But then... Uh, the only difference really is that Saturday is worth 25% of your final score. And then Sunday or day two is worth 75%. So. And you guys were actually in first place after day one, right? That had to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. <laughs> were, you, were you expecting that or is that something that just came out of the blue? No. no. <laughs> I remember I went to go talk to my parents. Like you're sitting in third Yeah. because they had watched all the other teams and we yeah. weren't able to. And they were like, you're either in third or second. And then I texted them after Des told us, and they were like, no way. I was like, yes way. So it was yeah. pretty crazy. We do a formal dinner, and so they get really dressed up. And so we we had talked about different ways throughout the day when we got good news. How are we going to drop the good news on them to just wash their faces? And so um, one of the assistant coaches suggested that we take pictures of them in their formal outfits and as we're taking pictures drop this bomb like oh you're in first place and so we did that and took pictures and video of their reactions and they're just priceless <laughs> the yeah. best facial expressions ever so something they can keep forever and ever just to remember that moment that's awesome and like i said in addition to taking fourth place you also won the superior showmanship award is that correct mm -hmm. so what does that mean basically as compared to other people in our division, they, the judges felt like we put on a really good show. And I feel like that was not only us, but we also took our mascot with us. And most people in our division do not take their mascot. So most of the time you really only see mascots in a game day division. Um, so that was really unusual. And our choreographer had put him in in a way that really highlighted and played up what we were doing. Um, as an example, at the very end of the music, they're dancing to moves like Jagger. And so at the very end of the music, the girls parted. And as they say, Jags, then our mascot like slid down the mat, right down the middle of them um, and kind of gave it like a wow factor at the very end. So I feel like that's probably why we won. We, were, we did a great job, but our mascot also really helped support us in that. So when you guys are, I'm kind of curious with the mascot, when you guys are cheering, at a game or something, how much interaction is there? How, how do you intentionally interact with, with the mascot or, or is there much of that going on? Um, we mainly kind of interacted during football season with the mascot, um, but he will most of the time kind of just yell with us or not yell, but like rally kind of along. And then he would also come and like maybe give us a high five or a fist bump or something, you know, and like wave at us or something. And we would obviously wave back, you know, just kind of be friendly and, Mm -hmm. He spends a lot of time in the crowd trying to interact yeah. with the kids and taking pictures, um, you know, things that you would expect at a collegiate level. 
he's incredible. Our mascot this year is incredible. And I wish we got to see more of him. Basketball just doesn't really lend itself to that. Um, football, there's a lot more space for him to walk around and interact. But he is really great, and we're going to miss him a lot. Yes. You alluded to a couple of differences between football and basketball. And I was kind of curious when you guys are cheering, are, are there other differences between the two seasons and, how, and the way you approach it? Well, for basketball season, um, there's intros. While football season doesn't necessarily have intros, so we're able to do more of like stunts and jumping like in front of the crowd on the court. And then for football season, you're, there's like flags that we can do and megaphones. We're not allowed to use megaphones inside. So that's one of the main differences. And then basketball, I know for me, that's a lot different is that we're so close to them that like you can actually see what's happening. So they can't yeah. see much in football. No, I they don't. can't see over the team. And so sometimes they look to the coaches, are we offense or defense? Because <laughs> they don't even know they can't see. Um, there's also a big difference with weather because those oh, yeah. football games can really vary in temperature, mm-hmm. really intensely hot or very, very cold or rainy. Versus basketball, we're inside and protected. <laughs> right. I guess in basketball, you have to watch out and make sure you're not getting hit by an errant, yes. errant pass or something. Too, right? Or a player. Or yes. a player. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, how did you all get into cheerleading for all three of you? Let's go first. Um, I started when I was five years old, and I started at the YMCA. And then um, I went to this competitive cheer gym, and I fell in love with it. And so I did that for a few years, and then it was kind of just middle school cheer, and then I was like, oh, might as well. And then by my seventh grade year, I had too many injuries, so I had to stop competitive. And then I didn't really like school cheer as much until I got to high school. And then I try out for college cheer next month. So. Awesome. Where at? I'm um, Fort Hayes. Cool. Yeah, with me, um, I started out more as a gymnast, actually. I did like a year of competitive before, and then I transferred um, probably my seven, I've always loved cheerleaders. Like I'd go to the WSU basketball games and watch them. And I just was so amazed. Like, um, I have a picture of me in like a little cheerleading outfit for WSU kind of just, yeah. Um, so then seventh grade, I quit gymnastics and then joined the cheer team for the middle school. And I fell in love with it. I love to tumble too. So I knew that was one way I could still keep up my tumbling skills um so yeah and then I tried out for high school I definitely like high school way better than middle school too <laughs> definitely a lot more fun and a lot more going on probably. yes yeah. for sure how about you Desiree so I cheered in eighth grade and in high school and I just loved it I just loved it and so when I um got to college I decided to start coaching really at that point I did not have much awareness about the differences between being an athlete versus being a coach so I feel like I've grown tremendously I've coached small rural 3A, I've coached a private 5A in the city, and now here public uh, for 5A school. And each of them has been so different in just the culture at the school and how you run things that you may have to change how you're doing things that uh, maybe work at one school and did not somewhere else. So it's just been a real journey to grow as a coach in addition to what it was like as an athlete. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys find rewarding about it? What, like, what's those aha moments that you say, gosh, that was really good? When we hit a new skill. Yeah. We actually went to an open gym last night with a few of the other girls on the team, and we were hitting new skills, like, right off the bat. And it was, those are, not it right was... off the bat, but, like, finally <laughs> able to hit them. Yeah. And it was, that's probably one of the most rewarding yeah. 
I'd say probably one of the most rewarding kind of moments for me is um, whenever I tumble and they like, or they encourage me, they're like, Kaylee, do a flip or, you know, so-and-so, somebody else on the team. I, it just makes me happy because they enjoy watching like those skills and I feel like important to them kind of. Like they appreciate those, yeah. that, that yeah. ability. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of us can't do that. Right. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you hit on this a little bit. And I'm curious. Uh, I'm guessing this isn't just like a basketball season, football season. I'm guessing you guys are working on this. I don't know. Is it year round for you guys? Yes. Pretty basically. much. Yeah. yeah. Once we fit, we, we actually start our season not long after we try out. So we try out in April typically. And we'll start practicing. We'll have at least one practice in May. And then as soon as school is out for the summer, they start practicing. So the kids that were in middle school that made the high school team are actually over here doing things before they begin high school. And so then we go all summer. We go to camp in the summer. We learn all of our material that we have to learn to look good at the first football game. (laughs) And then we go all the way to the end of basketball, which for varsity is mid-March. So almost year round they get the spring off a very brief amount of time too <laughs> well that's a good point because they're front and center on day one for first game i mean yes. you guys yeah. have to look good and, and know what you're doing like from the get-go right yes and that's something that sometimes is hard for people to realize that they didn't just show up and look like that they've spent hours practicing things <laughs> to look like that mm-hmm. um that's another thing i love about cheer is that we intentionally try to make it look easy And so people don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. You know, when these girls are in practice and we're doing really elite skills and they're getting punched and kicked in the face (laughs) because it's hard, you know, and people don't realize that. So by the time we put something in front of a crowd, like, oh, that's so easy. I could do that. And I laugh like, please come try. (laughs) That would be great to watch you try that Um, because it's much harder than what it looks like when we're out there doing it. There you go. You should have average Joe cheerleading tryouts, and that probably wouldn't go well with it. I have done that before with some guys that told me it was so easy. And I said, let's try this. And they were very frustrated with very simple skills. It was entertaining to watch. But So I'm sure you guys have been asked this question in the past. And, and, and forgive me for being one more person to ask it. But what do you say to people who question whether cheerleading is actually a sport? I think that depends on how you define that word. So I think most people define that word to mean something that's physically demanding. And I would 110% say cheerleading falls into that category. Yeah. I think it's physically demanding. I think it's psychologically demanding. Um, And I suppose there are people out there that don't treat it as such, but I feel like we definitely treat it that way here. And I feel like we have that respect and wonderful support from administration that they they also treat us that way and know that you know we have needs and you know why else would they give us a mat (laughs) (laughs) if they were concerned about things like that so you guys ever get that question asked from other students or all the time really yeah um I normally just answer back with whatever you want to say but I know like in my heart that like it is a sport and that I put in the time and the effort for it and that I get hit enough in the nose. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that they can just think whatever they want. It's not gonna affect me because I have the love for it. Yeah. With basically any other sport, it's either throwing or kicking a ball or something like that. And it's like, we do that same thing. We kick, we jump, but also we throw people. So I think that's also something that's like, it's tough. 
sports I know are tough. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like we just fit into that category as well. And you have the competition element too. Right, exactly. Which would be part of yeah. athletics or You know, sports. we're sprinting the whole time during a routine. Two minutes, 30 seconds. I know with other sports, you'll run more than that. But it, it's a lot of work. I assume it's a pretty intense two minutes, 30 yes, seconds. Yes, very intense. Yeah, we prepared them by just running. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we... And especially when COVID started hitting and they were not allowed to be here, we would say to them, just go home and sprint. If you can sprint for a solid two and a half minutes, full out, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It makes me tired just thinking about it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not a runner, so it makes me tired too. Right. So you're both seniors now. You've been doing this for a while. And I'm kind of curious, both from a kind of a leadership perspective and just kind of life lesson perspective, what is... What does that mean to, to be a senior now and, and to be a leader on this on the squad? Um, I kind of I find it very important to keep myself and kind of in line and trying to better keep my my standards high so I can help keep everybody else's and encourage them to keep going and keep pushing when times like get tough. We've had a lot of rough moments this year with the team that we've had to overcome. So I feel like that's been kind of what I've had to learn too. Yeah, I definitely agree with holding myself to like a higher standard, but I also feel like in the leadership role, I feel like I want to try and be even more of their friend so they can see me like as both the friend, but also like the leader in a way. And um, one part about finally being a senior is that it I find it very rewarding seeing everybody hit the skills that they've been working on and not just me myself hitting the skills. Cause then it's like, oh, yay, our team's getting better, and not just, oh, yay, I'm getting better. Yeah. So what do you expect of them as, as seniors on, on the squad as a coach? Um, the obvious things like, you know, working to better their skills because they are role models for the school but also for peers. But some of the things we ask their input on, I think, honestly, the most important things is that they understand that sometimes – the need of the team supersedes their own needs. And I think that that's a really important lesson that they learn their senior year. What I want maybe is not what's best for everybody else. And I have to keep myself in check so that I'm here to better this team as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've done a great job of that. It's really cool to see them grow as individuals in addition to growing as athletes. So what's the number one thing that you wish people knew about cheerleading that they don't? Like a misconception or a, a something that, that they just wouldn't have a clue about? Hmm. So I've got I, one. I've got one. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I think the stereotype is that cheerleaders are very dingy and um, shallow, um, not intelligent. <laughs> I think that these girls break all of those stereotypes I also think people assume that cheerleaders love to be the center of attention and you would be shocked at how many of them have anxiety when they're put in that situation that just going out in front of the crowd really forces them out of their comfort zone. Um, You just wouldn't think it, but it is true. I would definitely agree with that because I've struggled with like anxiety when performing and stuff. And so I've had to overcome that and I do not like attention whatsoever. How do you, so how do you channel that? How do you, how do you overcome something like that? Cause that's a very, I would, I mean, that transfers to the stage or to a performance or yeah. anything else. Um, I'd say what I do is I just try to be confident and 
believe in myself because I know I can do these skills because I've hit them at practice multiple times. And I just have to remind myself that I've done these, you know, in a crowd that shouldn't affect how I do this. Um, yeah. We worked a lot on psychological strength. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is something we talk about. But when we take them to the national competition, there are teams there that will intentionally get in your head and psych you out. I'm, it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> organized, like over the top stretching and they have choreographed walks and they all wear their old jackets that they won last year. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so we talk a lot about psychological strength and how to get yourself in the right state of mind so that you're not worried about anybody else anymore and you're focused on giving your best performance possible, which I do think has helped them. It's helped me. Yeah, me too. So which is more nerve wracking, like a national stage like that or being in front of your peers and and cheering? I think personally, I think being out in front of nationally. And I think that just comes from my experience with competitive and that like I, I feel like the stakes are higher in the kind of state, or not the state, the national like competition versus like in front of my peers, I can laugh at them about it later. Yeah, so. I'd agree with that. I definitely say it's more nerve wracking being in front of the nation. Perhaps nationals. because you're being judged. Yes, that too. Although yeah. some kids really, some kids are really fearful at pep rallies because it is the whole school and they're in front of the whole school. I've heard people say that before too. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. see that. Just the size, the size of that could be. A, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Cheyenne, you mentioned that you wanted to try out for cheer in college. How about, how about you? Yeah, Gary? I do, too. Yeah, do you know where you're planning to go yet? Um, yeah, I'm going to WSU, so hopefully I'll make that team. <laughs> and we've definitely had some some WSU or some Andover grads cheer at WSU yeah. recently, so that's yeah. a, that'd be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, we've had quite a few kids from our program go on to cheer in college. We have a wall of fame in the room that we made <laughs> where we put their name on the little star and where they cheer at. Uh, some kids come back because they want to see their their name on the wall of fame. That's cool to have that recognition and make yeah. that connection with the, the alumni, I would think. I want to yes. see my name on the wall. You better get it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your favorite moments uh, when, when you're cheering? I don't know if you have a favorite moment in the past or, or just in general. Yeah, so I would say this year, so senior year at cheer camp had to be probably my favorite moment because I think that's whenever I realized I was a leader on the team. And that was also the moment I realized that this is my last year to cheer with my people that I've cheered with for the past seven, six years, if you count like eighth grade. Right. And it was just like one of those moments of like, this is my last year. I'm going to make it my best year. And I would say that was probably my most like memorable thing for cheer. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Um, each year at camp, we do this thing called Shower of Praise, which is where it really just a heartfelt kind of touching moment where we go and we talk to each individual on the team. And that's also when team bonding comes and helps and brings us all together as a family, which is something that I also enjoy. Just how many friendships and, you know, how much love I have for each individual on this team. Um, each every each and every year, too. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I assume these are people that you'll probably keep in touch with yeah. most of your oh, life, right? Oh, for sure. We're already talking about next year, just coming down to hang out, yeah. even though Kaylee's <laughs> the only one staying in Wichita. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. They'll have to hang out at your house then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, congratulations on your honors and good luck with the rest of the school year. Thank thanks, you so much. Thanks for being part of this. Thank thanks you. Thank you. Yeah. Again, we've been joined by Andover Central High School seniors Cheyenne Brannon and Kaylee Zwiner, as well as cheer coach Desiree Moreno. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Andover Airwaves. If you have something you'd like to learn about regarding Andover Public Schools, please send us an email at info at usd385.org. Again, that's info at usd385.org. Have a great day.